All right, hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. Put <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. First, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We appreciate it as always. Welcome. Welcome. And as you guys know, we use our platform for a number of things. Uh, You've been following us for a while. You know that we love to talk about relationships, friendships, love, and all of that good stuff. But we felt that given the state of our country at this time and with everything that's going on we would use our platform or we would start off the show uh just trying to discuss that a little bit we normally try to stay away from politics but this is something that has been weighing heavily on us and you know i mean i I can't speak for every black person in america but i know this definitely affects all of us different so We just wanted to take a few minutes and just express how we're feeling about it. And of course, leaving things open for you guys to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and just hoping that our words can provide some information and comfort and just unity and know that we're all in this together. Hmm. Thank, thank, actually, thank you for sending it up that way. I think that helped me in this moment. I know there are different ways I can show up in this moment to learn as well as utilize my own expertise, knowledge, and opinions to add to the larger conversations and actions that make change. So I gave myself permission and created the space to figure it out. To say nothing, Aaron, is to say something. And the way in which I choose to say something needs to be grounded in my truth, what's true for me. With that said, it's not just what I say, but also what I do that's important. I'll tell you my brain was and still is running because there's so many questions I want to ask, comments I can make, and actions I want to take. As a person engaged in politics, or just as a person, it's a fucking shame that a perfect storm filled with black lives, dead black lives, coupled with the living fuckery that is racism, created new spaces, new moments, and new opportunities for people to come together to collectively fight for systemic change that doesn't value the oppressor more than me more than someone like me. It's a shame and a scandal. But since we're here, what's the next right move? And talking to myself, Aaron, what is your next right move? The answer could be any, just move. I just wanted to share that piece of how my brain has been running during this time and how I had to land somewhere in order to be effective and at least for myself, right? Be effective in the space and this moment in time and recognizing that We're all interconnected, and so my actions contribute to the actions of others and the spaces that we're collectively sharing. And I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm sure we all need a word these days and just need that comfort and know that we're not the only ones feeling away. Like, you you individually, you know, are not the only ones. And I'm, I'm sure that we know that. But it's comforting to have support. Or someone, you know, use their voice to maybe express ways that you don't you don't necessarily know how to say, if that makes sense. Um, I yeah. know through this, I have 
like many others, just uh, been having a feeling of defeat and just like anger and just tired of being tired. Like that, I think that's the biggest thing. Tired of being tired. Um, while I may not know exactly how to put it into words for the show, um, I do know that I just want to be intentional moving forward and how I support my people, how I thrive as a black woman in America. So those are things that I've been thinking of and just how I can uh, do better with that. Also, I just wanted to kind of touch on just the mental health of everyone right now and just make a note that check in with yourself, do the work. Your mental health is so important. If you don't already have a therapist, maybe go get one if that's right for you. If it's not right for you, that's fine too, but definitely just make sure you're checking in with yourself. Talk to a friend, family member, anyone, because being black in America is one of the most sometimes it is one of the most depressing experiences. And it's just sad to say, because you see these things constantly happen. And sometimes you just feel so defeated as what can I do to make this situation different? And so that weighs heavy on you, especially after we continuously see these things happen, these killings. Let me not say these things. We see these murders. We see these killings happen right in front of us. I always, when I have this conversation with people, I always go back to Philando Castile. That was probably before George, even though I have not watched the George Floyd video, I did see the pictures, but I, after Philando Castile, I really tried to just stop looking at it because that was one of the most traumatizing experiences, like just to watch it. So it it just kind of eats away at you and it just takes pieces of you like pretty much of your soul that's how I feel like if I'm putting in my feelings into words it almost feels like it takes takes pieces of your soul away from you um because it's so hurtful because it's so traumatizing and because it just makes you so damn angry because you just want to lash out and you want to do something so I definitely agree um with what you said about using your voice and also with something I mean what you and I talked about earlier I mean earlier in the week is just being intentional with how we move forward and making change for ourselves moving forward. Don't get mad, get strategic. Get strategic. Don't just get mad. No, let me take, don't just get mad, get strategic. Yeah, because you can still be angry. You can still be angry. But I definitely, I mean, I went out, I will, I want to share the experience of protesting though. Like I will say going out to protest, that eight minutes and 46 second moment of silence that they asked us to take, I don't remember looking around and seeing too many dry eyes out there. And it wasn't because, you know, we were sweating. It was like people were actually crying. I mean, sobbing. There was a woman in front of me that was like sobbing hysterically. And it was really tough. And if if nothing before then that, excuse me, if nothing before then moved me, which to say it didn't, that moment right there made me feel like something needs that like I need to do something and I need I want to do something I want to be a part of a change and I need to be a part of a change because the time that you have I mean the time that I had to sit there and actually think and 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 remember seeing that picture of him because like I said I didn't watch the video but hearing people recount uh the things that he was saying that was just it was really tough it was heavy it was heavy and you know me, I'm already emotional. So of course I was sitting on the steps crying, but it was just really heavy. And it, uh, I don't know, it just affected me in a way like that, I, a feeling that I was not necessarily expecting to feel that day when I went out there. So I'm glad I did. I'm really glad I did. It was a really good feeling when I left and yeah. 
You said it was a good feeling when you left? Yeah, I was happy I was happy that I got to go out there and to use my voice and be out there marching with the people. Like it felt good. Yeah, yeah. I mean in the midst of all this yeah. in the midst of all that is presently going on, surrounding yourself with energy with the energy that, that can keep you motivated and going and fueled is like important, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. know. I think so. Yeah. Yes, but guys, uh, as I stated before, if you want to reach out, if you want to share how you're feeling, we're open for that. You know, we always love feedback, regardless of what we talk about. This is something, like I said, I know is affecting everyone differently. So we hope that, you know, just having this moment does help. So glad we, you know, decided to address it on the show. So, yeah, that, yeah. that's us stepping outside of our, <laughs> our uh, I guess, comfort zone of not discussing politics and and was it current current events type of thing yeah, yeah. i mean so. yeah yeah yes look i'm about to look i'm about to defend us like it ain't like we don't talk about it right it's not like mm. all the feels all the thoughts all the ignorant statements that could possibly come that transfer into like thoughtful intelligent statements like all the things happen I just think it's mm-hmm. important that when we recognize that those conversations are happening and sometimes the best way for those conversations are happen- to happen are to happen in spaces where you don't have to be so mindful about what it is that you're saying because of the people that are going to hear it, right? You need to be able to get it all out, strategize, throw it all to the, throw it all on the, on the wall and, and see what sticks. And sometimes that can't happen. Whatever. We love y'all. Can right. I just say <laughs> that shit might get edited too. Oh, well, that was okay. I I was going to say it's a good transition. Okay. All right. So we are going to go ahead and uh, get back to our regular scheduled program. And we are going to kick things off with five five questions. questions. Hey. Yes. See, I'm all turned around now. I'm all turned around. (laughs) Take a minute. See, I had to. We was on cue, though. We were on it together. Yeah, we yeah, okay, see? All right, we'll keep it. <laughs> ah, okay. So, five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better, and it's also an opportunity for us to get to know each other a little more. We ask five questions, and they range from funny to sad to thought-provoking, and we try to ask them in interesting ways. So, yeah, we're going to keep it going with five questions, and are you ready? I'm ready. Question one, when you think about the history of your activism, does it come from education or does it come from your experience? When I think about the history of my activism. Right. Does your, does your engagement, like how you choose, like does your activism come from your education or does it come from your experience or both? Oh, when I, I am going to say when I was younger, it was more education. And now I'm going to say more experience. I think... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think for me, it's it's a little bit of both. I think that yeah. there are some things that I have advocated for, sought to empower others that I had not personally had like a direct connection to. But mm-hmm. in thinking about the world that we live in, and sometimes when you step outside of like your experience in a particular moment and look at other people's experiences, you are connected to to issues and concerns that are happening. So my living in New York has opened me up to experiences and interactions with people that were not a part of, you know, I get, were some aspects of that were not a part of my life up until this moment. And so now I'm experiencing or having to interact with people who have experienced things. And so being able to bring my education to the table, coupled with their experience, has sort of contributed to my activism. So a little bit of both. Okay. 
Can I just say real quick what that question well, made me think of? What? Because um, when I start thinking about like my younger mind, but I don't know. Do you remember in college when I watched some documentary and found out like about Nike um, having like their shops making like in um, mm-hmm. gosh and like those third world countries or whatever mm-hmm. and like paying people pennies a day and I stopped buying Nikes. I was like, I'm not buying any more Nikes. I am never like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I was so on <laughs> Why is so your inner thought line. voice the same voice as your <laughs> the same because voice I as your <laughs> voice? <laughs> Cut that out! <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That's that really says funny. a lot. <laughs> well, think on that one. <laughs> oh man. Question. Oh gosh, we gotta find a way to bleep that, bleep that out. But keep, yeah, just keep the right. That was a key. That was a key. I don't know okay. why that. <laughs> Question two. I mean, okay. All right. Would you rather change the past or be able to see the future? Change the past. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't like. I I want my future to be like you know, lived in the moment, I kind of don't want to know, you know, because that's almost like up there with finding out when you're going to die. Like, I don't want to know that shit. Like, just, you know, hopefully, Lord, take me when it's my time, you know. Um, But who knows what he, what, what he, what his time is, you know. But with my past, like, I've already known, I made certain mistakes that I would love to be able to fix because I feel like they would change uh, they could change my future, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could change, you know, the outcome of, you know, things I went through. So, yeah, I'd rather go back and change that versus seeing what I'm going to be doing. Cat lady or some shit. Well, never a cat lady, but dog lady. I would rather see the future. And the reason why is a part of, a, like, when I think of everything that you just said, a part of that is why I don't want to change the past. I don't know if in this moment at this time I'd be here if I was able to change even one thing in the past and I'd rather and I'm grateful for where I'm at today given all that has happened what if you can still be where you're at today without going through that stuff like what if you can change your past because you already know what'll happen and that stays with you well part of that you know you you know what'll happen so you can still be who you are. I think those are unintended consequences. I think there, I think there are unintended like consequences that can happen by changing the past. And who's to say that if I have the opportunity to change one thing, that I won't cha- want to change another? And how that example, like example, and then we're gonna move on. This is five questions. Is that I, if I had chosen to go to school in New York versus going to school, if I could go back and change it, I'd probably would go to school in New York, in undergrad. But change that one decision. That one decision changes so much. Or what if we was always meant to be friends? So either way, because I assume that's the only thing that you wouldn't want to lose if you went to school in New York is losing uh, a couple friends that you have. But no, I was just gonna say. I mean, no, that's. Um, I mean, that is that is a reality that for me. I mean, that is a part of it, right? Like freshman year alone, Ashley, for us created memories that mm-hmm. that are st- like those those things. I would not have been a part of. So I don't know, like, I don't know what the alternative would be, and I don't want to change. So I don't want to change that. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what the other side would be. So I'm good with what. I'm good with what is. I'd rather be able to see the future because just because you can see it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to change what happens or whatever. I just be able to be able to see the future. Okay, that's just it. 
All right, question three. Mm-hmm. My damn phone can fucking name one of your favorite Kurt Franklin songs. Um. Uh uh uh. Ooh, I gotta decide. Hold on. No, yeah, I'm gonna go with this. Uh, hold me now. Hold me now. I was wondering. Ah, can yes. you hold me now? Can you hold me now? Yeah. See, I was really, it was about to be between that and um, something about the name Jesus. Because there is something about the name Jesus that when I hear that song, like, I can't. (laughs) That's the one I was about to go to. (laughs) That is, listen, the Holy Ghost is moving Mm. and he just won't leave me alone. Mm. Play that. (laughs) That is the song that made me think to ask the question. Okay. <laughs> actually, okay. I, even though that's that's actually not. I mean, that is one of my favorite songs. That's not the answer I was gonna give, but that is the song that oh, made sure. me ask okay. the question. Um, yeah, man, that is when it does that sweet, like that swelling. Ah, oh, I feel it. <sighs> anyway, shut up in my bones. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cut that. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Um, what's yours though? So I'm what gonna is say it? Is not is the storm is over now. It's from God's property. Oh, uh, that's an old Jane. It is. Yes, it's over okay. now. Yes, but mm, okay. New Nation Project. That's that. Woo. That that is in my top. When I thought of albums, yeah. actually, like yeah. that album itself is. Yeah, mm, they killed that. That's they you, killed that. You know, New Nation Project. Nothing was the same. It's all up there for me. You know, hello. I was so. <laughs> that's so funny. I you know I always think about songs, and maybe we can make that a five questions or something one day. Like songs that you know still give you that spiritual feel. But are not, you know, did we talk about that before? Because I feel like I told, or maybe I just said something to you about it. I don't know. I'm getting off topic. Question songs four. That, songs <laughs> that what? Hold on. Songs that what? Songs that give you like a spiritual feeling, but it's not like a, like a gospel song. You oh, know, it's okay. like a, just a, you know. Oh, yeah. what? <laughs> you mean like just, too much sometimes hits me? You mean like that? Oh, or, see. Or I mean, like yeah. Song? I mean, I was, no, 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 no. Like, not gospel songs. Like, no. Like, actually, the songs of the world. <laughs> Uh, secular word. lesson learned lesson learned was like is one of those for me like when she gets to that you know bridge and she's talking about until that night in bed you wake up in a sweat you race into the door can't take it anymore mm, okay it's just you know it just hits you a different way but okay oh but i like that question because now i really want to hear both something about the name jesus and hold me now because hold me now got me through some tough in college mm, what really i used to pl- what? I would play that song and just cry. Like, oh my God. That song was, yeah, it got me through. Mm, okay. Question four. Because I'm about to start speaking in. <laughs> four. All right. Cut question four. And I, and, 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 and yes, that song made me think of it. I also encourage people to go, like, if you haven't seen the Versus Battle, go listen to it. Go watch it. Even better, mm-hmm. just go get the playlist on any of these platforms that have that playlist because. Oh yeah, something. The I mix you, uh, of Apple Music got it. Yes, they do. The mix of Kurt Franklin and Fred Hammond. Ah, uh, I had a whole. Yeah, that was a good experience. Right, and when Marvin Sapp came out there, never would have what? What? Let never me just tell you. Listen. Side note: When Pamela Man came out, Aaron, shut up, because I missed that. <laughs> shut up. It never dawned on me. So, so, <sighs> when she said, somebody said it too, and I said, "Oh, man, that is how I." It hits you with the first line when she says. Truth is, I'm tired. Something about that line. I was just about to ask. I, I don't even know why I was going to ask because I know what she's saying. Lord. It's t- something about it that makes you say, damn, I guess I am tired. Yeah. I'm about to. 
I'm about to stop this recording and go watch that because just I did watch not she know. Came. And, the, and, the, and I, I mean, I knew she was a part of Kirk Franklin and, and like, but I've recently now started to go back and actually watch them talk about how they came together. I didn't even know, um, I didn't know that uh, What's Face was in it. That's where they met. Cool. David? Yes. Yeah. What? I didn't, it didn't, it went over my head that that was, that he was in that group, but he can sing. And I mean, I've heard anyway, it, and rewatching mm-hmm. stuff and putting it together in a different way was just so interesting. I was about to call him Mr. Brown. Um, but yes. All right. Question four, five. five. Oh no. Oh dang. We're only on question four. Okay. Question four. Yes. <laughs> okay. Question four. Would you rather have everything in your phone displayed for the world to see or never use a phone again? Oh, display my shit. <laughs> <laughs> not giving up my phone. And I don't care. You, I mean, it is what it is. You want to see it? You got it. I mean, there's nothing in my phone that that's like, oh, my God. But <laughs> it's the idea. Of, it's like, I don't have to use a phone. There are other ways to communicate. There are other things that, there are other things that, that I could use. That that phone served, that phone's purpose served. So I ain't gotta use no phone so, again. You ain't no, you crazy. No, you crazy. I mean, think about it now. And ev- for everything that you use your phone for, there are other avenues to which you could go to use it. The convenience of the phone, yes. I don't know. It's just the idea of like access and control that I'd rather keep. But whatever. That's my quest. That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it for right now. Question five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think about a cause campaign or any political work that you all have done side note and Ashley and I have worked together on political stuff in the past <laughs> I guess we've never we'll figured that out one day to talk about all that stuff in a way but anyway so name a cause a campaign or any political work that you've done that you've been a part of and which campaign which work when you think about all of it uh what meant the most to you mm. I want to say Obama's re-election because, the, yes, because the first time I worked for that organization, that was something different. That was, no, yes, he was already in office. Yes, yeah, so I would say the, uh, the re-election. And just because I felt like I was actually a part of it. Like, I was actually out there doing some work because, you know, some days I would really do some work. So, um, yeah. Probably that. I think that's when I took the most pride. But runner up is when I did the census thing. And I had like, that was my little yeah. thing that I ran. Yeah. So that was. That yeah. was your operation. That was my operation. Oof. What a mess. But yeah. So. <laughs> but I say the re-election. What about you? Oh, I kind of think I know for you, but I'm going to let you tell it. Huh. I, oh, okay. So I have two, but I'm only going to say one. Uh, the one that I thought of. Okay. So when I was in Virginia and I was working at an organization, I was working as an organizer. I was working on a, on uh, rights restoration, which at the I time... I knew it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which at the time, uh, Virginia, was had, Virginia was one of four states that had some of the harshest laws around... Uh, an individual's ability to vote once they have been convicted of a felony. And so in Virginia, mm-hmm. once you are convicted of a felony, you lose your, back then you lost your right to vote. And it essentially it was called permanent. Like it, the way in which I thought about it at the time was like, you permanently lost it. Not only did you lose your right to vote, you lost the right to sit on a jury, right to deliver arms and a couple of other things. But in order to get your rights back to vote, you had to go through this whole process. And depending on whether it was a number of things, felony, not, I mean, violent, nonviolent, five, seven years, still had to be, it was a a number of things. And so I got to work as an organizer in the Hampton Roads area broadly, but Norfolk, Virginia, you know, more specifically to Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Identify people, have conversation with people, get an understanding of their own personal stories, and and also like what it is that they saw for change and what. Anyway, th- that was just a good time for me because it it speaks to recognizing that you are not you are only you only know but so much and your and your limitations and your ability to recognize your limitations allows you to go and seek the experts in those areas and so i only having sort of a surface level knowledge of what was going on this is where i talk about education and experience like was able to actually have first-hand conversations and see legislation that crafted based on those first-hand conversations and not a full win right but the needle has definitely been moved and so that to me was the most exciting and the most uh uh, yeah that that sort of meant the most i guess and the second one is participatory budgeting in new york city but i'm currently in that sort of world right now and that's sort of second to the first thing i said okay and that is five i knew that because i just remember when you were doing that and you every time you talked about it like you could just hear the i guess passion in your voice about it so i just kind of knew that that would be it See, I listen to you. I know you. My man take me to like, all the nice she? places. <laughs> I was like, what is she going to say? With that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I was also young. Like, and, I mean, I'm young now. But younger, fresh out of college. You know, like, the whole thing. And then when you really get an understanding of, like, politics. I keep saying, like, lords. Anyway, yes, that was a good time. We'll <laughs> dig deeper later on. That is five questions. And that is five questions. Remember, guys, if you want to reach out to us about any of the five questions, give us your answers, your take, your viewpoints. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley, or you can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. See, I switched it up a little bit this week because... I almost messed up. So bro, we can't keep doing things the way we've been doing them, expecting different outcomes. That, so ooh, we gotta switch it go up. Go ahead, and brother Aaron. Go ahead, brother Aaron. Let's do it. Yes. Um, all right. So now let's go ahead and switch it up to under my skin. <laughs> See, new sound. Oh, okay. That's like a that's a bad squeak. That's a what, what's under your skin? Okay. Oh man, what it is, Hope. What's uh? What's anyway? That's oh, what I that's thought of as soon as you said that. <laughs> Them good, yeah, because that's the beginning of the song. But um, which was not a bad. That was his chair. It was his chair. chair. Some raggedy ass chair <sighs> he was in. The things we've learned during quarantine. Mm. All right, so I'm gonna kick off under my skin this week. All right. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna take you guys. <laughs> To my Sunday, and it was a Sunday, Lord Jesus. Oh, this is. Oh, I'm really about to listen now. I'm, I don't know. I was See, that's why I didn't tell you beforehand because I'm gonna make you listen. So <laughs> no. Um. So Sunday morning, it was Sunday morning. Rob and I go to Sam's Club. Um. You know, we enjoyed our little shopping experience. And as we're going to the cash, the registers to check out, you know, we're going to self checkout. I ha- I'm pushing the, the cart, and so Robin is walking in front of me, and so the lines are long, like all of the lines are long, and so Robin sees a spot where it's like only one person at the register, and then there was nobody behind the lady or whatever, the little couple, whatever. So Robin goes, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go over there, and she was like, uh, Are you gonna follow? And I was like, Yeah, go ahead and go. So like I said, she's ahead of me. She does not have the basket. I'm behind her, and I have the basket. So I'm watching Robin, uh, I'm watching her walk over to the spot. As she's walking over to the spot, I see another man and I'm not, yeah, I see a man coming up, you know, he's also walking toward the spot. However, Robin got to the spot first. I know she got to the spot first because one, (laughs) 
they have the six feet apart, you know, things or whatever. And the lady was at the register and Robin was boom, right there at the line. And two, I'm watching all of this happen. Like I saw the man out the corner of my eye and I know he saw Robin because I saw him kind of try to speed up or whatever. Okay. So anyway, so as I walk up to Robin, because I'm a good little ways behind her. So I walk up to Robin. We're just, you know, talking. I hear somebody say, excuse me, my dear. And I'm like, what? And so Robin turns around and the man says, did you not see me? And so Robin, now again, like I'm behind her, so I'm watching this. She really did not see the man. Like I I don't see how from her point of view that she could have seen him walking up with the way that she was walking and her head down or whatever. So Robin goes, no, you know, oh no, I didn't. You know, she kind of like, because she didn't see him. (sighs) Ashley can't have that peaceful Martin, uh persona so I turned around I mean I was you know to me to me let me put my disclaimer on it I didn't think Mm -hmm. I was that loud (laughs) let me say that I did not think I was that loud but keep in mind we have on the mask okay we're in the store we have on the mask and uh we're six feet apart so I wanted to make sure he heard me but I turned around and said did you not see her because she got here before you finger up in the air loud and so the reason I knew I was loud because Aaron, I saw heads turn. Okay. Like, <laughs> heads turn and looked in our direction. And so I guess the man, you know, either felt apologetic or embarrassed of, of, about himself or whatever, because he, try, he then tries to smile and like usher me telling me I can go. You don't need to tell me I can go. I know what I can do. Cause you got the wrong one in here today. Okay. And yes, I said that except for that you got the wrong one part, but you don't need to tell me what I can do. I know what I can do. Like, I know what I can do. Yes. Aaron, let me tell you. So one, I felt like I was taking up for you. I thought about you when a girl got in front of you and, uh, or twice that has happened and you were so patient and did not say anything. Um, and so I thought about that, but either way, even though the roles were reversed, sir, you did not get here first. And two, you not, you picking the wrong damn time to sit here and try to voice your opinion about a damn place in line. You're an older gentleman. You should have been letting the women go anyway. Like, why are you not respecting us as women, these young black women to let them go ahead and go regardless of who was there first. And two, you know, you weren't there first. And his son looks scared as a bitch. You should be, sir. Cause you don't know who's on the other side of this mask. Let me tell you that. And so anyway, so I ended up walking, like I walked up to the line, the next, the, the line over because that line was also short or whatever. And so I was trying to calm down, Aaron. I was shaking. I was shaking. And I did, like I said, I just think the climate right now is just, I'm on 10. Like I'm, it, it's already hard for me not to be on 10. I'm typically on a seven on a normal day. You know what I mean? Like ready for already. anything, <laughs> but ready for anything. But now in this the space and time like no you're not about to talk to me any kind of way and i felt like i was in racist ass sterling virginia like it's some parts of that way out there it's just i don't know it's, it's just whatever so um i'm shaking but anyway yes i'm shaking i'm just like yo i'm talking to robin now and i'm like in my convoys and i was like i just had to walk away because i felt like i was about to snap robin was like oh that wasn't you snapping i was like i didn't feel like it was <laughs> like because I'm, you know poor robin poor robin but it is what it is she knows she married a goon so that's what it is but that was <laughs> that's what got under my skin this week at sam's club what sam's club i'm just trying to get my shrimp and my chicken nuggets and whatever and you bothering me about a place in line sir stand six feet back but when I saw heads turn, I felt, I didn't feel bad. Actually, I just was like, oh shit, am I creating a scene? And then I thought to myself, no, he created the scene because he knew Robin was there first and he shouldn't open his mouth talking about some excuse me, my dear. Bitch, 
What? <laughs> I tried to let it go. I now, did try. I can't tell in this story. Not taking he away was from wrong. why you went off. Not, no, no, no. Not saying that. I can't oh. tell what was the what. What was the thing he said right before you snapped? Like, what was the thing that made you say, "Oh"? Or you just? I think it was just his sense of. I think it was just the way he approached Robin. Like, excuse me, my dear. Did you not see? Like, even though he said all of that, it's just like, sir, you won't hear first. And I think because me, I saw him walking up and it was almost like I kind of knew he would feel some type of way before, you know, he said something. So I think I was already on alert, you know, because I saw the whole thing. Like I'm telling like I was behind Robin. I saw her walking to the spot. I saw him trying to rush over there and he ended up having to get behind her. And then he going to try to make it seem like she got in front of him. No, sir. No, sir. You ain't about to do my boo like that. (laughs) Yep. You you ain't finna do my boo like that. You picked the wrong one today. My sister was... (laughs) United front. My sister was like, oh, he must have not known. He, he was, uh, what did she say? She said, oh, he must not have realized that you was a black, black girl. I said, hello? <laughs> like, you know, maybe they get a little confused up here. I understand. But I'm real. And let's not play that. I don't care where we are. I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. Hey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you know my... That's my song. Anyway. And Black yes. Effect came on when we got back in the car. Actually, that was next on my playlist when we got in the car. So... I was feeling really good. He good. Really good. <laughs> yes. He good. Okay. I'm good yes. anywhere I go. Anywhere I go. I pull up like I a freedom like rider. I pull up like a freedom yeah. rider. Hop out on Rodeo. Fuck with your girls. Your list. Sarah Buckman hips. Yes. I got to hop into my jeans like I hop into my whip. What? Hey, yeah. All Listen. Right. Okay. But that's what got under my skin about this week. What about you? Oh, you know, that actually might be a good song to... Anyway, um... I'm gonna send you this playlist. It's like, ah, something black. One, you need to listen to this playlist called uh, Mimosas and Melanin. Or Melanin and Mimosas. Oof! And then, oh, I think it's called... And then another one called Black America. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, All send right. me that. You know, I... I, I <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've just been downloading so much stuff from local stuff to federal that some music some new music would be good yeah yeah. all right what's gotten under my skin so there are two things that i've gotten under my skin one is just quick i call it a new level of or a new pocket of ignorance that i wasn't aware of nothing really surprises me i can't think of too many things nothing off the top of my head right now but it's like ah i know this exists but ah huh it exists over here too. Oh, oh, oh! Didn't know that this was even a possibility for it to exist here. And Wait. that is what I've been discovering in general, just in okay. general that there's a that there's a level of ignorance just in these spaces. Yeah, there's just a new level of ignorance that exists, and I can't figure out. And probably what's also getting under my skin is I can't figure out if it's you just don't know. Right, right. When you know better, you do better, and you just don't know, mm-hmm. or if you're willfully ignorant to the other side. Of your ignorance, right? I guess which is okay. knowing, knowledge. I don't know. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is I've caught, uh, I've gotten under my skin a little in trying to craft a narrative for myself, right? For how I should show up in this time that was going away from who I believe I am and where it is that I'm at at this moment in my life. And that's not to say, if you believe this, that there are certain moments in history where we, where we collectively like need to push ourselves to be better, do better, show up better. Rather, how you do those things, right? How I need to do those things needs to be grounded in myself, needs to be grounded in my faith, God, 
and not this world, right? Because my foundation in general is rooted in those things. God, for sure. I'm a little shaky mm-hmm. sometimes. So God, for sure, right? Like my faith. And I just found myself, when I really stopped and processed it, partly because we were getting ready to record, and so I used that as like the push to move beyond where I was, is recognizing that I was sort of like, I was I was creating the tension within myself by trying to create something within myself that wasn't truly me, at least. Um, and so recognizing that, stopping breathing, ah, mm-hmm. sort of alleviated that's a lot of those you... things. But yeah, that's sort of what got into my skin when I thought about it. It's like, nigga, you fucking up, for, <laughs> you fucking up yourself. Like, come on now, get it together. You know better. You know this. How are you gonna cut that? How... I don't know. We'll see. I also no, realize because that's yeah, you, that's not that's not normal of you. So that's why. It's, but yeah. But no, I get it. I get it. You know, the conversations that you that you have to have with yourself during these times are important. Like, and it can be frustrating. I empathize with that. Ding. Did you catch? catch I mean, I think that? there's also I just empathize. A, oh, you ain't yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just also mindful of the fact that for many people, at, at least, in, let me not say for many people. I've been trying not to do that for myself and for those that I know who have been in conversation, who have been trying to think about what is next, not just individually, but collectively, right? And progress and moving society forward and moving whatever your thing is forward, Mm -hmm. that it's just a different, it's reminding yourself that the work that you've been doing, like the work that you're thinking about doing that you're already doing, right? And so how do you now just, how do you embrace this collective awakening or this collective sense from people to want to do something in spaces that you've been in where there are fewer people right so it's just really trying to reshape your mind there are some we all get to a space and we all we all may get to the same place but the way in which we get there and how we get there and the level to which we get there is not all unique and so for people that are already who are already fight the organizations that are already fighting you know police brutality who have already been fighting defunding the police right like recognizing that you want to do something you don't have to create it from scratch right like either you've already been doing the work and so you need to continue doing it and just figuring out how you fold people into your work or you need to recognize that that work is already existing and so how do you just find the right organization the right space to match what it is that you're that you want your contribution to be anyway all these things have just been in the space of getting under my skin because it's like uh, running my brain i need to land it somewhere yeah no i get that i don't even know where i was going with that in this section but i said (laughs) Whatever. I was going to say, um, you know, just on the top of, of that, like, I know I've been seeing uh, a lot of things on social media that um, a, a lot of people do the research for you. You know, like if you want if you're looking for a certain organization of, you know, what you can be a part of, which one is best for you. Like a lot of people are already posting resources that kind of like vet those things for you, vet those organizations for you. So, yeah, um, no need to recreate the yeah. will. Sometimes you just no need to. There's not always get a necessity in there and start pushing, to recreate the will, pushing. right? Let's right. get get the information, agree on the information, and disseminate it uniformly, and that sort of yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up what got under our skin this week, and now let's talk about what we're watching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna let you start because I don't know what I'm watching. Oh. Like, I ain't really. I mean, I'll go over it when I get there. But go ahead. What you watching? All right. I mean, we're gonna talk about insecure later, uh, so I won't get into that. But I literally, I really have still been watching How to Get Away with Murder. For you, <laughs> I went back to the season one. So I started, for some reason, I started at the, like, the last episode of season two, right when Wes went to go see his dad. Spoiler alert for those that don't know, but right when he went, what, he discovered his dad and he went to go see him right before he got blown, 
you know, say it got blown away or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where I started at. But I realized I was getting too close to the end of that, so I just wanted to go back to the beginning. Plus, Nansford is in, you know, earlier episodes that I had not, that I, where I did not begin, so I needed to go back to all of that. Yeah, anyway, um, that's what I've been watching. And Wes now is added to my list, uh, but he died, so, you know. Eh. Connor, I mean, Asher died, so, you know. But still, there's Connor and... Yeah, they were all Ollie. Just, so you know, I liked Ollie. Ollie, they turned Ollie out. <laughs> That's the yes, they did. That. Yes, they did. They turned Ollie out. So I'll give him some some grace. Yeah, he couldn't help himself. What are you watching? Um, so you know, they just came out with HBO Max. Have you heard about that? I did. The streaming site HBO Max. Oh, okay, well, is that I've been on that HBO. Yes, it is. It's different than HBO Go and HBO Now and all of that stuff. Is it a whole nother subscription? Yes. Yeah. Supposedly, because I have HBO, though, like, I can get it through... Because I have HBO through my uh, cable provider, so I should be able to get HBO Max for free. So far, it's playing fine. I just... I'm waiting for my next bill to come out to see if they, like, double charge me, because then it's going to be a problem. But, um... Yeah. They have all the uh, Harry Potter movies. So, I've been watching those. Because I'm classy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching the Harry Potters. And I have been... So what I really have been doing, though, which has been so much fun, is actually going back to watch movies, like, from the 90s that I didn't see growing up that I remember, you know, those them being advertised and remember some of the trailers, like uh, Air Force One and The Die Hards and Clear and Present Danger. You know, Harrison Ford was the shit back in the day. Um... What else? What else? I don't know. I've just been watching a bunch of like thriller movies like that, like the the action movies. So those have been really good and just fun, like going back to see those, you know, just, I don't know. That was fun. So, and Insecure, of course, but like you said, we're going to talk about that during the perspectives and that's pretty much it. I haven't been watching too much else. I am going to start that new show though on HBO with uh, Michaela Cole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want yeah, to start Yeah, I heard that was pretty good. I do yeah. want to give that. I mean, yes. Yeah, I do want to watch that. I mean, if you talk about, like, I've been watching YouTube and Instagram and Facebook stories and shit. And, oh, yeah. And reading yeah. and absorbing and, like, there's, yes, watching a lot. But when I decide to woosah, like, when this day is over, I'm going to probably get back into how to get away for the night. Okay, yeah. Although I, I mean, we all need wind up. I think it's so important to take social media breaks right now. I, I really do. Is it can be very, uh, I don't know. It can just be emotional. I know for me, like, I try not to look at it while I'm at work because, you know, it's not too many of me there. <laughs> so I just want to, you know, the people that are there, when I'm there, I just, I'd rather not have to look at them with my, with that point of view. If, yeah, I'd rather just, because it makes me angry and then I get upset. Like, I didn't find myself crying anywhere. Anyway, I'm just ranting. I'm just talking. So, yeah. But I just think it's important to take social media breaks because we need them. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I don't want to add to that. I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Well, that is going to wrap up what we're watching. We are now going to take a quick break. I need to use the restroom. And we'll be right back with our perspectives this week. I can't wait. What? Okay. All right, guys, we are back from a nice little break and we are ready for this week's 
perspectives. So, if yes, okay, Tasha. Um, So, if you caught our episode a few weeks ago, you know that we did like a mashup of our perspectives, and we both collectively talked about insecure. And we're gonna do that right now. We're doing it because the personal conversations we've been having about insecure, I just we have to put them on air because I need to know how y'all feel. And yes, so. And literally and before we press record, we were <laughs> talking about it. And we, yes, we were talking about it. Talk if about we weren't it. about to talk about it, yes, on the show, like, ah, that's how we do. <sighs> okay. As in our previous episodes, Aaron will read the synopsis, and I kind of just run through the episode because, I don't know, my memory is weird with stuff like that. So, <laughs> we are going to talk about that. Let's go ahead and jump into episode eight. Yeah. So. You want to give us the title and synopsis? Yes. Season 4, Episode 8, Low-Key Happy. Issa and Lawrence catch up and talk life, careers, past mistakes, and what makes each of them happy. Let me just start off by saying, okay. You started off with that side. Let me start off. (laughs) This was such a feel-good episode for me. Oh my gosh, I really think it's my favorite. Even, I think it's my favorite. So let me go ahead and get it started. So the, the episode opens up. We see Lawrence in the restaurant waiting for whoever he called at the end of last episode. If you remember when he was leaving the airport, he called somebody and asked if they could meet up for drinks. And we found out it's Issa. And I mean, even though I kind of already knew that because I watched the previews, but whatever. So we see Issa come in and in typical Issa form, fashion, whatever, this busted her ass. Like, bloop, hit that floor. I was weak. And so um, we see Lawrence, you know, just one of the many signs during this episode of how perfect they are together. Yes, I use the word perfect. Him going over to her when she was on the floor and he asked her like, you gonna need a minute? And she was like, yep. And he was like, yeah, okay. And just got up and walked away because he knows, like he knows her. Anyway, so we see them over at the bar. Issa has gotten up and picked her face up off the floor. And they are kind of trying, well, they're trying to talk, but they keep getting interrupted by loud music. Shout out Lizzo. And this dude coming in between them like dancing. But but we do we do hear Lawrence, you know, mention Molly. And Issa tells him that they're not talking anymore. And he can't believe it, but, you know, it is what it is. So he asked her about it, but she was like, we ain't got to get into that. What did you ask me out for, pretty much? Like, what's going on? And so then, um, you know, all this stuff is going on. So they decide to leave this that restaurant, and Lawrence calls a lift for them to go to the next restaurant. And he then got the XL, the, the black lift, like, okay, Lawrence, stepping it up, which I was so... <sighs> because we previously heard Issa talk about what she is not reaping from the new Lawrence. So to me, this is part of the new Lawrence, something that she got to, you know, experience. Yes. So love to see that. Anyway, when they are in the lift, this lady is hilarious. They have this older driver and Issa wants quiet, but that lady is not trying to give them quiet. She is asking them where <laughs> they're from. What's the weather like in Alaska? Because Issa asked lying about where they're from. And then Lawrence mentions that the lady asked, uh, oh, y'all, she said, y'all wanted them real, uh, the young black couples, real black love couples or something like that. And he, she mentions why Lawrence hasn't put a ring on it. Lawrence said that he did buy a ring. And when that lady turned around with that camera phone and shined that light in his eye, <laughs> I holler. You're like, like, it's yes. a red light. Hurry up, nigga. Yes. <laughs> she was like, do it now, nigga. <laughs> and so we kind of see like a look on Issa's face when Lawrence said it. Kind of like, did you buy a ring? Like, what are you talking about? But huh. and 
Yeah, did you see that? I like, didn't did catch that. Know? Okay. That makes okay, sense, Yes, like, you know, because she didn't know about it. So we get to the new rest, the, the little Latin restaurant that they decide to go to. Uh, Lawrence finds out Issa has been there before. And he tells her, like, you know, from jump, you know what? Let's not do any eggshells tonight. Like, we've known each other too long. Like, let's just be straightforward. Aaron, when he said that, I knew what type of night it was fit to be. I knew what type of night it was. Just, uh, anyway. What did you think? Because I, I, yeah, what I, did you think? So let me say, I, I knew what type of night it was going to be, meaning like he called Issa to talk about feelings. Like he wants to talk about feelings. He's still feeling the type of way. Like that's why I kind of really thought it was going to go like that. They were going to have this conversation and try to decide if they were going to get back together. So we get to them at the table and Issa asked him again, you know, what did you want to talk to me about? And he says us. And so they start talking about when they were together. And Lawrence asked Issa something that... I found myself asking before that I said I would never ask again, but Lawrence asked Issa, why Daniel? Like, why did you cheat on him? I mean, why did you cheat on me with him? I'm a pause. How did you feel about that? <laughs> I didn't feel any kind of way about it, actually. I think that 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 scene, that moment, I didn't I didn't think one way or the other about it. I think it, he had just said, let's not tiptoe around each other. And so she agreed. And I think for him that opened the door for him to be vulnerable in a way that he wanted to, that he was, he- mm-hmm. that he may have been hesitant about. So, yeah. Do How do you feel about that question? Do you think, you know, when asking someone that, no, like what, what was the point th- of that? Okay. Okay. That's get, what, that's what I was getting. That's I don't what get, I wanted to know. I don't get that. Like usually the one that they cheated on you with, or let me say usually what I have seen is the one that you're worried about is not the one that you should be worried about. And so, I don't know why he asks about Daniel at this point. But even still, okay, so but after, so if someone cheats on you or if someone chooses someone else over you, you never think to ask, like, why you? And if you, I mean, and even if you don't choose to ask, but do you see, do you see any benefit of asking why you? Or is it just more harmful? Or why someone else is what I mean, excuse me. I can see why someone would want to, uh, why someone would want to get a perspective on their relationship. Like what, what someone would want like a summary of like their relationship from the other person. I can see mm-hmm. why, I guess, but I don't know to what end, what for, I mean, what you hope to get out of it that I can see why it's just not for me. There you go. Okay. I think, you know, I, I feel like the time that I asked, I, I don't know if it was curiosity or what, um, but I think I was just like at a, it, I was in a hurt place. And so at the time I was thinking that that would provide me some type of explanation or comfort or just, you know, just to know why they did it, but it didn't. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was just Would you one do it now? To say. Oh, well. Nope. So, all right. So we see Issa and Lawrence. They're, okay. So yes, they continue with their heart to heart. Issa explained why Daniel at the time, uh, which, oh, how did you feel about her, her reasoning? I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was really honest and just, you know. What did she say again? I'm trying to remember how she framed that. She basically said that Daniel was showing her attention at a time where Lawrence wasn't. Yes. Okay. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Okay. This is all. And that, to me now. that's real. That's real. That is something that, you know, I feel like should be paid attention to in relationships, man. Like. If you know you're not showing your you're not showing your other half attention, or you're not sleeping with them, you're not not wanting to go out with them. Chances are, and I'm not saying that everybody's going to cheat, but you know that that you should know your partner well enough to know that 
they want certain types of attention and you got to know that if they can't get it from you then they're going to get it from somewhere else like it is what it is so i wrote down because i i remember that that saying made me go i had thoughts but i wrote down they both contributed to the demise of the relationship but Issa's action is what caused it to end and i think that's how i've decided to to look at that relationship over the seasons is that they yes it takes two people to tango and so both of them contributed to ultimately what was the fracture in their relationship but what took it over the edge what was the actual cause was Issa cheating so so to me her explanation was right in trying to offer her perspective on what led up to her cheating but nah like I still I still don't I think I still don't do the in terms because I always go back to that moment where Lawrence was talking to uh, Chad Chad is it Chad no, mm-hmm, not Chad. Mm-hmm. Not Chad. Um, Derek. Derek. Yes, Derek. And he pretty much told him, like, yeah. you need to accept responsibility for, like, what went on. And, and I don't know why that has always stuck with me. And I realize it's because I've, I've been connecting the two and how I just choose to separate it now is they both contributed to, the, to how it was being fractured, the demise of it. But Issa is what Issa broke it up. Did Issa break it up? Or did, I mean, because what I got from Lawrence was that. It was easier to blame Issa, but it it sounds like the relationship was already over from Loris's actions. He was the one that was in like a dark place and, you know, depressed and not even addressing the way that he was feeling, which in turn, he unconsciously or consciously started treating Issa some type of way. So he was already treating the relationship like it was over. When you start, when you stop sleeping with your partner, stop wanting to go out with them, stop wanting to talk to them. That to me, that relationship is already over because all of those are a part of a relationship: communication, spending time together, uh, being intimate and sexual. Those are all parts of a relationship that help keep a relationship working. And if you're not having those things in a relationship, then you're basically not in a relationship. You really not even in a friendship because when you're, with your friends, you at least talk to them. Like we might might be having sex, but you know, I talk to my friends. Like me and my friends go out, but when we're not doing any of that, like you telling me you don't even want this relationship. You don't even want to do what actually qualifies as a relationship in my eyes. So you're right. Which is why I, which is why I said they both contributed to the demise of it. But what took it over the edge, the action or the thing that broke them up was Issa cheating Mm -hmm. and getting caught. (laughs) Right. There we go. And getting getting caught, caught. (laughs) cheating and getting caught. Everything you said Mm -hmm. is just is right. And contributes to them breaking up. But he would have stayed. I think he, he offered an explanation as to why he was moving the way he was in the relationship. So he was saying, I accept responsibility for how I contributed to you feeling this way, you wanting to, you know, you driving around instead of coming home when you got off of work. Mm, that was he, real. And, you know, just to, I think, yes, that level of vulnerability in that moment, I think, contributed yeah. to me for like, I, I mean, it was like, oh, and it showed that he was serious about what he said in terms of let's not like pussyfoot. Let's not tiptoe around each other. Let's let's, you know, keep it a buck. Let's be honest. And right. yeah, but I still just I still I've just shifted in my brain that they both contributed to them breaking up. They both contributed to the fracture in the relationship, but Issa broke it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, just to go back to what you said really quick, like, again, what Lauren said about them not pussyfooting and, you know, being real, another reason why this is one of my favorite episodes. Anyway, though, moving on. So they, uh, they're, okay, they're, again, having this honest conversation at the table. And then Issa asked Lawrence if he really got a ring. And he says yes. 
And Issa, you know, has this look on her face and he goes, oh, you realizing you're a shitty person now, you know, Kiki or whatever. And so uh, Issa was like, I was, but, you know, I'm good now. Like, you know, I'm past that. So Issa gets up to go to the bathroom and Lawrence gets a text from Condola ass. <laughs> so Lawrence gets a text from Condola and Condola is... It's, saying to Lawrence, hey, you know, I know you said, you know, you wanted to meet up on Tuesday, but is there any way that we can meet up tonight? And so Lawrence lets her know, like, I'm out right now, but, you know, I'll hit you up pretty much and I'll let you know. Hmm. Point of discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Because I've had a couple of discussions about Lawrence, Lawrence responding to Condola in this moment and what he said to Condola in this moment. So one, I'm just going to say, I don't see a problem with him responding. You know, she hit him up. Nope. It's not like he responded in front of Issa or he, you know, he shut down anything Issa was saying just so he could respond. Wouldn't have mattered if he did, but okay. Oh, okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, But when she, when he left, I mean, when, sorry, when he put the phone away, he had like this smile on his face. I've heard people say that, you know, he was trying to play Issa or whatever, or he was being sneaky. I did not take that from it. I really didn't. Like, I think I just had my love happy blinders on while watching this episode because to me he was smiling about Issa. He won't smiling about Condola ass. But what's your take? Let's I know your take, but what's your take? <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell no, the people your take. I don't think that I didn't get that either when I was watching it. And even when I went back and looked at it again after like that being thrown out there, I still didn't see it. My takeaway was that he in that moment was happy to be out with Issa, but also just had a reminder of what he had with Condola. It was to me it was like I don't know. It was a it was a realization that he had options. I, I still probably... don't see that. I still don't like I don't think it had anything to do with options or just like I no, just so, felt so, like it came from Let me explain that just a little more just for the audience too. It's that up until that point, I think that they you know, they had called out the the potential of being timid around each other. They had decided they were going to be honest. And so that left a little bit of raw emotion, I think, between both of them. And how I... And, and, and to me, you, you understand... I understand this more at the end of the episode, and we'll get to that point, but that they thought they knew what the other person was thinking and wanted, but they weren't quite sure as much as they were trying to be open and honest. And then you hit someone below... Not below the belt, but you, you know, you... You check them on what's real. Like, I think there was so much of that going on that he was unsure of how the night was going when she got up to go to the bathroom. And so when Condola... So for him, seeing Condola reach out to him sort of eased his uncertainty, his tension. It's like, huh, okay. Like, I still have That is really interesting. Did you pay attention to the face that he made, though? Like, at Condola's text and the face that he even made when he was putting it up? Like, before it even got to the smile? Because before, it, it to me, it looked kind of looked like a... He did one of those type numbers, like, what am I, it, it, it just didn't signify, like, I have options, or I'm, I'm more at, you know, I know I, if this don't go well or whatever, like, I got Condola to fall back on. Like, I just don't think he was thinking that. I don't know. I want to talk to Jay Ellis and find out. I need to know. Tell me what direction y'all were going with, with that. Yeah, so, let me know. Okay, so she got up, she went, she said, give me another drink, give know. me a little, give me some Coke <laughs> or something, whatever she said, give me a shot just in case. He smiled. She walked away. I'm watching it now. She, he looked down. He sort of like, almost like, he said, huh. Looked down. Phone rings. He goes to his back pocket. It's Condola right here. Okay. He opens it up. What he does right now, after he opens it up, he looks at the, he looks at the bathroom. Almost like, let me check to see if Issa's coming before I respond. 
Okay. And then he goes to respond. Like, he's concentrating almost on what to say. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm out right now, but I'll hit you up when I'm done. He still left the possibility open. He pauses it. After he sends it, he okay. stares. He looks back up at his phone. He reaches to put it back in his pocket. I'm sort of giving this play-by-play. Play. He leans back. He breathes in, heavy, hard. Picks up right. his drink, smiles. Pauses a little bit. Smiles like, at huh. the drink. And can we and can we remember that Issa was the one to order him that whiskey neat? So maybe that's, you know, maybe he was smiling thinking about Issa ordering him a drink. Like, I don't know, man. I just think that it was... I just think it was about Issa, but anyway, I could be wrong. So let's move on <laughs> from that moment. Okay, so we see them. Now they leave dinner. Man, the funniest part, the funniest part of this whole episode, Issa <laughs> running into uh, TSA boo, like security boo. <laughs> Blah, oh my God, it had me so weak. So we see like this uh, pretty much awkward but hilarious interaction between TSA Bay and Lawrence and Issa. And uh, I just like, I liked it though. I love the way that Lawrence handled it. Uh, you know, even though he was trying to be funny, I thought it was cute because he wasn't like, he wasn't disrespectful with it. You know, he he was picking on Issa and it just further goes to show how they know each other, like how they connect with each other. So TSA. they have this whole... TSA just makes me think of someone who knows his role, which is why he wasn't bothered by the situation, which is why he rolled oh, like definitely. a homie, like chilling definitely. like that. Like yeah. he, he knew his role and he was good with it. And definitely. Yeah, that's what made to me more so comfortable, at least on his part. Like he seemed like he almost knew what she was doing and where she, and why she was out there and who he was in some way. Right, because they had been to the restaurant before. He asked her <laughs> if she got the prawn. You, you got the prawn. Like, did you get the garlic prawn? Like. He knew, he knew, he knew what was up. And he was out there with Mazda, so he didn't give a shit. He went Mazda. So, it, so anyway, so after TSA Bay leaves and Issa and Lawrence kind of like, oh, sorry, before TSA Bay leaves, Mazda, his boo that he was out with, mentioned something about her friend's art show. And so Issa asked Lawrence, he, when is the last time he's been to the art walk? She heard that they've made some changes. And so Lawrence kind of like plays her off like, oh, okay, pulls out his phone and was like, you got to let me know how it is. Hits her with a uh, kiss on the cheek and walks off. Let me tell you, <laughs> when I tell you I was upset, I was upset because I really thought that he had played her and was pretty much about to leave her. But then we see him come back around the corner with his... Uh, <laughs> And it was just, that that moment between them was so cute. Like, even from the way Lauren said, let's get it. And Issa saying, I hate you so much. Like, all of that, all of that, pulling on my heartstrings, man. Anyway, so we see them get to Art Walk. They are making their corny jokes back and forth. They're looking at art. (laughs) (laughs) They're looking at art, like, and they start talking about being happy and, like, what happiness means. And Issa talks about how, you know, that shit is a choice, you know, and she's just trying to work on choosing being happy. That part to me showed so much growth in Issa and happy. I mean, I don't know. Do you feel happiness is a choice? Let's talk about happiness real quick. Let me just pause for yes before I answer that. Yes, I mean yes, but I just need to throw out some some things that were corny. The porn identity, the mourn identity, the horn identity. All, all those things all were corny. so. But cute. That corny to, but cute so, because that's their relationship. Yeah, and I'm pointing. Yes, I'm pointing that out too because that's what. Because that is their relationship. It it was a great, it was a good representation of the chemistry, mm-hmm. like their chemistry, their energy meshing well together, the years mm-hmm. that have been built up, like the experiences that they have built over the years, right? To me, was displayed in a in a beautiful way. But yes, I do think happiness is a choice, right? Happiness is a mindset in some ways. So mm-hmm. 
your perspective, your mindset. Yeah. Yes. Change your perspective. Change, change your, your outcome. outcome. There you go. So Issa is changing her perspective and she is telling Lawrence that she is choosing to be happy. Do you think and happiness so is a choice? I think so. Yes. Yes. I didn't used to. I, you know, I used to think that. What is happiness like, to you? That you were just happening. Uh, being at peace. Just, even if it's for a moment or for a whole day or whatever, just being peaceful, not having my mind running a thousand places, not worrying about anything, just being relaxed and having a good, just a peaceful moment. Yeah. Okay. Why? What is it to you? I don't know. I need to, I'm asking myself that question. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, happiness comes in many, you know, Robin told me something one time before. I mean, what she, I mean, she told me, you know, happiness is a, is an emotion, which means it's temporary, just like any other emotion. And for some reason, I mean, this was like a few years ago, but before then, I don't know what I thought happiness was or how you achieved happiness. And I think I kind of thought it came from, you know, doing something or other, or others, you know, maybe your happiness came from other sources, but really happy, happiness can come, it, it's supposed to come from you because if you can't make yourself happy, then ain't nobody else going to make you happy. No, but, just... but that, but other, so you don't think other things can make you happy, can bring happiness to you? Yeah, yeah, I think they can contribute to your happiness, but I don't think that they should control if you're happy or not. Okay. Because you can find a silver lining in anything, like. You could be like, you know, say you're going to a wine festival and it rain. Like you still, I mean, you still going, you find something that'll make you happy or find something, you know, that mm-hmm. brought out the happiness and that ver- versus focusing on the negative of it raining and now you got to go inside and drink your wine, you know, like just, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So we see, uh, we see Lawrence and Issa continue to, uh, go through art walk. So as they're leaving out of Art Walk, Lawrence gets another call or gets a call and it is from Condola. So this time Issa sees it and she, you know, she's asking him if he has to take that and he goes no. And then he kind of like said, I mean, he kind of touches on the fact that Condola wants to talk, but they didn't really get deep into it. And then they kind of like changed the focus of the conversation and start talking about a painting. Um... Issa, uh, let me, I'm just another talking point. I thought Issa was very mature in that moment. Like, I don't know if I'm there yet. Like, no, what do you just... mean? They, they talked about it. He didn't, they didn't just touch on it. He told her, we're kind of talking. I don't know what it is. We've been. Yeah, he yeah. said that. Well, he said that she wants to talk. Oh, is that, did he go that deep in it? I thought that was another time he went that deep. Oh, Maybe that was, at the, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I know he, I mean, I know they like talked about it, but I didn't know. He said, he she actually, said, are y'all still? She said, yeah, we've been talking, but you know, I don't know. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I'm that sure. Part. Oh, what's okay, going okay, to okay. happen between, I'm not sure what's going to happen between us. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm. Yes, that's right. Because that was like that awkward moment. Okay. That was like, it, it was, was like, like another truth moment. It was like another truth moment mm-hmm. that, damn, luckily you braced yourself. Yes, it still knocked you, but you braced yourself for it. You, you were good. That's true. And she did. And you know what? And like I said, she was very mature about it. Like. I mean, I was talking about when I said she was mature, I was talking about her, you know, and letting him answer the phone or saying something to him like, do you need to get that or whatever? Because I probably wouldn't have been like that. I mean, I probably wouldn't have said nothing to him, but I also wouldn't have been like, do you need to get that? I don't give a fuck if you need to get that. Like, you out with me. Anyway. um, So do you think, though, that she asked that question almost as a test? I don't think so. Okay, it just popped in my head. Like, let me see. Like, let me call it out. Because, right, you don't have to say anything. But you did, and you afforded the opportunity for him to answer it. Let's see if he's going to do it. Huh. I mean, I don't know. I ain't huh. see it that way. But okay. I don't know. All right, so we see them now leaving the art walk. Issa is getting the lift for them this time, but she let Lawrence know it's not going to be no XL <laughs> because I can't afford it. Like, pretty much, I ain't got it like that. 
And she asks him where he lives and they find out, well, she finds out that he lives right around the corner from her. So they share the lift home and then live, you know, when they get to Lawrence's house, you know, Issa makes a little joke about too bad you got to put that painting that you just bought over the air mattress. And so Lawrence says to the driver, you know, can you give her five minutes? I just need, you know, I want her to come up and see my place. I already knew what was fitting to happen from there. And I did know that part. Um, <laughs> so we see them go, we see them go upstairs. Issa's looking around the apartment. She's complimenting everything. She's talking about how nice it looks. And then she sees the couch. And you know, for a minute, I didn't even realize it was the couch. When she said you found a nice place for it, I didn't know what she was talking about. I was like, did he put the painting up already? And then I saw the couch and was like, oh. And that's the couch that she uh, put out, right? That she put out on the court. Well, she, I think she was, go, I think she was going to sell it and she ended up not selling it and she gave it to him. Remember she called him. And was like, you know, I'm moving and I feel like you should have the couch. Was this the couch after they put the couch out on the curb? Was this the new couch? Yeah, this was the new, this the is the new, new couch. couch. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. the new couch that they done fucked on before. That he done fucked other bitches on at this point. And now, okay. So, we'll get there next up. I mean, we we'll get there in a few minutes. So, uh, Issa asked to use the bathroom. Lawrence goes outside and speaks to Condola on the phone. And when he comes back... There's another, you know, awkward moment or truth moment, as you called it, where, you know, Issa asked him, was that Condola? He says, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel any type of way. Issa goes, no, it's fine. She starts to head for the door and takes the bravest step that we've seen her take. Well, not the bravest because the block party is pretty brave. But anyway, one of the bravest steps romantic wise and turns around and tells Lawrence, you know, what if I, I mean, says, what if I want to stay? He's unsure at first. He said, I don't, I don't know, you know, should we even do that? And she goes, I'm not ready for the night to end. And he says, tonight made me happy. And she says, you make me happy. Oh. And then Lawrence says, yeah, me too. With that smile, that just gorgeous smile of his. And I melted on the inside. And then we see them walk up and she kisses him. And we go to the banging love making scene. Uh, but let me pause a little bit. How did you feel? Let's let's talk about that scene. One, how did you feel about Issa saying, you know, you make me happy and actually staying? And two, do you think that they should have done it, I guess? Like, because sex with exes can get messy. Like, exy, messy, sexy, something. I don't know. It's it, it's messy. So how did you feel about it? I enjoyed seeing it. I thought <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice cat to the end of their date. It felt right. I don't know if there's a should you or should you not sleep with an ex. To me, speaking specifically about this episode and this show and these two, it felt right. And so I got it. I was with it. And, you know, when he said, <laughs> sorry, I, I, as much as I was into it, like, oh, the moment where she was like, I missed you too or something. And he's like, yeah, me too. You know, I don't know why that irked my nerves to hear him say me too. Because that's not... Look, I get it. I get it because I need to know. Like, you two you what, miss nigga? Yourself? You two like, what? You right. miss yourself? <laughs> like, no. What do you miss? What do you miss? But I did yes. think that whole moment, was, I thought it was tender. It felt tender. It felt suspenseful to me because I couldn't quite tell for a moment. There was a brief was moment going where I thought he was going to nicely, like, send her away. Turn her down. Yeah. Yes. It almost reminded me. Okay, so you haven't seen Love Jones, Ashley. Uh Oh, there's a scene in Love Jones. There's a scene in Love Jones when Nia and Darius have their first date, and right when it ends, and she and, and she and he takes her home, 
and he walks her up to the door and you can tell like they're kind of flirting they kiss a little bit and she's like no i don't want to do that like i don't want to go out like that on the first date so he gets ready to leave and then he stops turns around he was like yeah like i just want to come up and talk i mean we know what happens next but that is almost what that scene reminded me of it was almost like nah i'm not gonna let this night go by i'm not gonna let this moment pass like nah we got to keep it going and so that's yeah i get that yeah that was a good moment uh, what do you think though? Because here's another thing that you know I've heard from other folks. Do you think that if Issa hadn't have done that and hadn't have stayed, that he would have automatically went to Condola? Yes, I do think that he okay. was going to Condola's house that night. I believe that he still has respect for her, and I think their relationship. And because there's uncertainty, and he wants clarity, and whether it's to move on or to get with, I think he was going to go try and get it that night. From Condola? Yes. Not not sex, what, but he clarity? was going to go get clarity oh. understanding. Like, he, they needed to talk. Oh. And I think there was so much emotion running with him. And, and, and because the night ended well, and from what we know now, but what you could have inferred was that, like, his emotions and how he was just, there was just a lot. So I think he would have went to Condola to get clarity on that because he was trying to pursue Issa by that point. By the end of the day, he definitely knew I, that he wanted Issa. So I, I would, he would have went to go see Condola. Why not? I tend to think that he would have stayed and processed the night between him and Issa. Because for me, and maybe I'm just like too emotional. But for me, if I had a, had a, an, a night like that with my ex that I was already having like feelings about and like really trying to figure out if I wanted to be back with them or if I wanted to pursue anything with them and having the the pretty damn near like flawless night that they had. I think I just would have had to take some time to like really reflect on that and decide what I wanted to do. And I think it would just further complicate things between him and Condola if he if he was wanting to pursue something with Condola by going to have a conversation with her after spending that time with Issa. Because your head your head has to be like in a gray area. Like it has to be a little cloudy for you. Because mm-hmm. you didn't you I mean, you didn't come out and say that I want to be with you or I don't want to be with you, but it's clear that there are still feelings there on both sides. And so that just, he needs to further process. And I think that, you know, that was his whole purpose of reaching out to Issa in the first place is trying to get some clarity on that, which they didn't technically address. I mean, they addressed some great things, but never addressed the, the actual real question is where do we go from here? So I just think, I mean, in my love struck mind, I just is like that to a think question that, that they needed to, the is that a question that needed to be asked? Before they slept, like before the end of the night? Oh, uh, not. Nah, and, and, and I'm only going to say no because of the way that they, I think it would have been asked if, if Condola hadn't kept popping up throughout the night. If like Condola was a constant reminder of there is still shit out here lingering that I have to deal with for Lawrence and, you know, really for either like. Condola still like kind of she could be an issue you know like I don't know where they are I don't know what they're you know if they gonna get back together if they got something going on so you know she was a constant reminder but I think if the you know if she hadn't kept popping up like even after you know when Issa came back from the bathroom like that could have been a moment right there that it would have been you know but I felt like uh you know Issa made a play to kind of sum up where the night was going so it was really at that point no part no point in asking that question because they kind of knew what it was in that moment nah, see, or what they were doing in that moment. I think that's the problem right there. We, we should, at this point, we've been we've been we've been operating under no assumptions, clarity. That why would we continue with? Why would we then end the night doing the exact opposite of what we've been doing the whole day? 
But they, but they had clarity before they, I mean, before they slept with each other. Like maybe they didn't need clarity on whether or not they were going to pursue a relationship. Well, I don't I think, think that was, it was a t- clear to them. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but this one, I think it was. I think it was clear to them what they wanted from each other in that moment, and they provided both. They provided each other happiness through that night, and a good cap for them for the night was to sleep with each other because they were in this good moment. It was feeling good, and like. Why not? You know, and I get that, you know, later on it could cause issues down the road when you don't have that clarity. But to me, it seemed like they were both in a space of we can do this with no issue. And then we see that even further. And I guess I'll kind of sum up the end of the episode, too. We see that, too, the next morning when, you know, Issa gets up, you know, and he wakes up and they're kind of laying there talking. And Issa is the one that gets up and gets out the bed, gets dressed, don't need no ride. It seems like they both were okay with making the decision to sleep with each other and not... And not having to define what they were doing in that moment, especially for, for as far as we can see in this episode for this one time, you know? Yes. I don't even think that to me, I'm okay with how it ended because I don't even think that was a, a, a I don't think there was a need to have that conversation. I don't think there was a need to understand anything both directly or indirectly right. to me. That wasn't even that wasn't on the table until after they un, until the moment until they brought it up. Actually, I was totally satisfied when it was brought up in the next episode that we'll get to, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode eight. Okay. Yeah. So let's jump into episode nine. You got your, you got your synopsis ready. Title and synopsis. Yep. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. Like Lawrence. Oh, that was so cute. (laughs) Episode nine. Low key Mm. trying. Issa considers doing Nathan a platonic favor. Meanwhile, both Dr. Rhonda and Andrew ask Molly to consider a different approach in dealing with people who've wronged her. And Issa extends a timely olive branch. Oh, all right. So let's just jump into this episode because there are multiple topics that we can discuss. So I'm going to just try to, you know, we're just going to try to get there. But I got to start off, of course, with Issa and Lawrence getting it in. And we basically see them like, it, it almost looks like they're in a new relationship all over again. They working together. She passing him the bottle of wine. All of that great stuff. And then we see them having a moment on the couch where Issa gets a text from Nathan and lets Lawrence know, which I was so happy because I thought she was going to be on some trying to hide his stuff. But she lets Lawrence know off the jump uh, because Nathan wants her to help him move. My first, let me, sorry. Now I do have to, I do have to talk about this. Issa letting Lawrence know. Growth? Growth or nah? Growth or nah? Nah. Nah. Really? They're not together. They're not so together. You, didn't, you don't feel like she had, had an obligation to tell him? No. Growth would have been okay. if they were together and, and, and that had happened. Right? I also I mean, think... they together, no, she needed nah. to tell him off period. Nah. Right. She doesn't... She doesn't... Nah. Nah. Because she don't see Lawrence the same way. And she doesn't, she doesn't view Nathan the same way she viewed Daniel. What Daniel was for her both uh because of the length of their relationship knowing each other and her already crush that had been there right like that all of that contributed to all the shit that she did in those in that first season nathan i think she's past this at this point no there's no that's not growth that's that's just keeping in line with what you started at this at this new in this new chapter between you two. Oh, blue 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 okay all right. Well, so then we see her and lawrence uh have the conversation because lisa i'm sorry i keep wanting to call her lisa Issa asked Lawrence, what are they doing? Because from what we can see, it seems like they just smashing and dashing. Uh, and so Issa wants to know, like, 
where do we stand? And Lawrence asked her, which I thought was so sweet, like, what do you want it to be? Which kind of leaves things open right for Issa to, I guess what, let him know if she wants to be in a relationship or let her let him know if she just wants to keep things sexual. At this point, yeah, you she's like, you're going, to Sa- you're going to San Francisco. You're going to be a Charlie nigga? Because I can't date a Charlie nigga. Ah, yes. Let me just say, I, I only point that part out, Ashley, the moment where he's like, He's like, yeah, I got you like that. Oh, she's like, oh, this nanny got you all sprung. And he's like, oh, I'm confused. Oh, all right, come here. Well, let me let me unconfuse. Ashley, that, yes. that little come scene. Come help me out. That mm-hmm. little scene when he calls her over and she's like, oh, I got to do all that. Poor you. I don't, uh, <laughs> that, if, the right person. That made the my right heart person. smile the right on person. so many levels. <laughs> I could mm-hmm. relate to that one moment. I could relate to that one moment. And the feeling that I got in that one moment was what I thought you she was feeling. <laughs> That one moment, I can relate to what I thought she was feeling in that one moment. There you go. Y'all, if y'all want to know what Aaron, if y'all want to know what Aaron was referring to, let us know. I might have to scoop for y'all. So, <laughs> anyway, so they have, uh, they have the discussion and damn, did she even give him an answer on what she wants it to be? No. I, okay. I didn't think so. I don't, I don't remember that, but. We'll see. Oh, yeah, because he's going to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And she asked him, like, do you have any loose ends? Which I like that, too. Like, any loose vaginas hanging around? He was like, yo, you asking about condola? Like, yeah, I'm asking about condola. Like, pretty much. Like, you know I'm asking about condola. So, uh, but he tells her that him and condola are over. Thank you. I like condola, but I love Issa. So, you got to go, condola. So, uh, then the scene cut, well, yes, after you did, like, what you just described about her coming over to help him out, this, this scene jumps, and we see Molly ass in therapy, and nice we'll, you say what? That was a nice therapy office. <laughs> Not that I know what they Oh, yeah, like, I think but... it was her house, right? One at her house? Oh, I don't know where they was meeting at. Oh, okay. It looked like her house, but it could have just, I mean, it could have just been her office. But we hear Molly in there, and she's talking about Issa and everything that happened with uh, Andrew's brother. Which we go, you know, which we get into in this episode as well. And Molly still don't think she's wrong. Like Molly still don't, she don't even think she could have did anything wrong about the block party. She said Issa owe her an apology. Molly, you delusional, man. You are delusional. But okay, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll battle that out at the end. So in the midst of seeing Molly at therapy, and we're hearing like the things that she's talking about with her doctor. And her doctor asked her a good question, which again we'll discuss at the end. Is uh. You know, do you want to work on a relationship? Like, do you want to be right or do you want a relationship? Aaron, do you want to be right or do you want a relationship? You want to wait to the end of answer? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we... (laughs) I mean, I want to be right. (laughs) Oh, I know. Oh, I know you do. That's why I asked. Aaron, do you want to be... Do you want to be be right or or do you you answer that question? I'll answer it at the end. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... We go to Issa. Issa is what, oh my God, this part was hilarious. Issa wants to talk to somebody about if she should go help Nathan move or not. And she calls Amal crazy ass. And him talking about some, what's up, Stanley dead? And eating them damn hot wings like Amal. Amal. Like, but Amal basically gives her no help. And so Issa is still seeking that type of, you know, advice that she would normally get from Molly. So Issa calls Molly. Well, what we think Issa calls Molly is she has this uh, vision of pretty much Molly going off on her about being the same bitch because Issa called in the dream, you know, with the premises of, 
you know, I got so much going on with work and me and Lauren started seeing each other again and you're the only person I want to talk to about it. And I'm so glad that she had that uh, come to moment where she realized that she cannot approach it like that, which I gave, see, because Issa, you were being selfish in that moment. If you're trying to work on something with your friend, don't let it just be for the benefit of you. Like, talk to her about whatever y'all was going through first, at least. So, but she does really reach out to Molly, regardless of the fake dream. I mean, the little dream sequence she had. She actually reaches out to Molly and we see them meet up for brunch. We see them meet up for brunch. They did not discuss anything. We'll get there. But they they still did not discuss anything. But they kind of, you know, they move on as if nothing has happened for real. Like they're kikiing. Even though Molly, to me, was holding back a little bit. But, you know. They still kick in. You see Molly still had uh, Issa back. She was ready to fight the girls for her. Talking about some um, East Coast bitches ain't shit. Excuse you, Molly. Excuse you, Molly. I'm from the East Coast. (laughs) And I'm not trifling. Okay. So, um, but we see, yeah. So we see them just kind of have like this moment of coming back together. And then we see somewhat of the aftermath, which I'm going to say, I feel like I've had these moments before. It has... It's probably happened to me where I leave feeling one way about what happened and the other person leaves feeling a different type of way. Like we have two different uh, conclusions that we've came to about our interactions. And so that was interesting to see to me that, you know, Issa left. And when she's talking to Lauren, she's like, you know, things went good. You know, I'm invited to self-care Sunday, blah, blah, blah. But when Molly is talking to Andrew, like Molly's still talking as if she over the friendship. Like Molly still, she ain't really, you know, trying. She's still, again, she's not saying that she thinks anything or that she doesn't feel like she needs to do anything or do anything different or whatever. Um, and also in this moment, or is this the, the, oh, so also in this moment, yes. In that scene, when she's talking to Andrew, we see that, uh, Andrew is talking to his brother and the brother has invited him and Molly to a Clippers game as a, as a, peace offering but we hear molly tell him that you know she's not gonna go or that she doesn't want to go so we uh fast forward to oh i feel like i've been talking so long lord y'all forgive me anyway we fast forward to Issa, dumb ass going to help nathan move and i am weak at her trying to practice how she's gonna say hi to nathan which i just felt like i mean even though in this scene she did end up telling nathan about her getting back with lawrence she gets I felt like if she had told him that like before she went like maybe it just wouldn't have been as awkward for her but it ended up being super awkward I'm sorry were you gonna say something no I just before you keep going I just want to point out I think that out you touched on how they both walked away from that meeting them hanging out having different perspectives different interpretations of it I think that's a part of what I a a part of why I think that happened was because Molly went there with a certain set of expectations that Issa did not Mm -hmm. I think Molly was expecting Issa to not only meet me halfway, but cross the line. Yes. Un- I was going to say but this I also again, think like, that to really talk Issa, about Molly. But, but I also think ahead. that Issa, Issa's expectation that if I meet you halfway, you'll meet me halfway was what? Not expectation, but thought was not the right, not the right one to have. But I don't think she had expectations for I don't think she had expectations for how it would go, but I do think that she thought that she would call her. I, th- I, th- I think she thought that th- she would meet her halfway. Uh, but when she did meet her halfway, I think she was fine with just like not crossing the line. Like she was fine with how it went. She thought it went good because she had set a boundary for herself that she wasn't willing to cross. And probably didn't know how to address. Like to me, okay, Issa didn't reached out to Molly. Like I've reached out to you now because I want to try to make things work. 
Why would Molly... Because as we've seen through this season, Molly is the one with the real issue here with Issa. Molly is the one. Molly should have been opened her mouth and say something. Like, yeah, I know you tried before and Issa didn't show up for sweet potato pie. But here Issa is, like, reaching out to you again. Even after Issa said that she wasn't going to. But Issa reached out to her again. She tried to, you know extend that olive branch and Molly's still not opening her mouth what was the point of accepting the offer when because Issa said in a voicemail you know I'm trying to talk or something like that like why Molly's still waiting for Issa to say something when it's her that feels some type of way I feel like Molly is being so like uh just uh what's the word what's the word I can't even think of the word difficult really Molly's the one that's being difficult I don't know Stress me out. I don't know. <laughs> it stressed me out. Pissed me off. Um, this is uncharted territory for Molly too. So and she's acting like a kid behind it. Like you didn't want the therapy. Like you. <sighs> that's a prime example. She's trying. You, you know what? That's actually a good example. She's acting like a kid, and a kids act a certain way, hoping to get a certain result. Right. Like so. You yep. you, you 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 let them know that it's almost like when you. Well, I don't know this, but I assume it's what I've seen on TV. It's like couples, right? When the husband or the wife are mad at one with the other, they don't necessarily say it, but they do everything around the house or do make all the noises mm-hmm. to let them you know. Slam pots, yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, yes. That is sort of what you, Molly's doing. Like, let me give you just enough. Uh, well, and 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 we'll see what results she got trying to play games like that. So anyway, um, where are we? So. <laughs> I mean, well, so we are now, okay, so now Issa is at Nathan's house, uh, and so she finally tells him that, which in a, I mean, it was very, I mean, whatever, she fi- she finally tells him that, you know, she's gotten back with her ex, and she just, you know, wants to be cool with him or whatever, letting him know, and so we see Nathan have a temper tantrum, uh, <laughs> and start putting Lawrence down, and uh, talking about, I thought you was over that shit. And so we see Issa like kind of pop back off at him because like, dude, let's not forget that you was the one that ghosted me. But we do see Nathan have a very real moment with Issa and he expresses to her the mental health issues that he's been having. He's bipolar. Bitch. Go ahead. Sorry. What happened? Oh, Molly. You talking about Molly. No, talking about Issa. He don't, at least he don't have a problem opening up his fit. You know, tend to how he feel. Oh my God! Well, listen. First of all, she won't be no bitch. Like he had already come, he had already came at her, and he came at Lawrence. Like, come on, he was doing the most. Like he was acting like a bitch, and so she had to put him in his place. Like one, you, so you know, you show up to you, you the man's house. No, now you want to talk about you want to talk about being clear and honest and having open communication, like not pussyfooting around each other. You show up at the man's house. He has no idea what's going on. He's thinking that he's he's interacting with you. Based on what has been true up until this point. Of course you boom him. He's He might be in his feelings. Not all people react. Yep. So for her to flip out and on her, him in that way, nah, you need to, she should have stopped and recognized that For her to she, flip out on him? I'm not flip out, I'm not flip out, but for her to like you boom him that way, try to undercut him, like hit below the belt. And he was, he was hitting her below the belt. You can't help how you feel, but you can help what you do with those feelings. So he could have been hurt in that moment, but what could have been more mature for him to say was, damn, yo, I thought we was, you know, I thought we was building with this. That could have been a more mature approach. Like I thought we was going somewhere with this and then you, you hit me with this. That would have been better than, damn, I thought you was over that shit and, <laughs> and laughing and talking about some, ah, that nigga seemed kind of flaky to me. I just hope it, you know, all of that, like in your feelings. Notice that he was no, talking about up. Lawrence. He never, he never girl. disrespected her he never talked disparagingly disparagingly he basically her. disrespected her tell me something. <laughs> i thought you was over that shit what's that supposed to mean 
What's that supposed to mean? Like, it was I just thought you were cool. over it. Like, you told me you were over it. You Aaron, interacted. You know with... he ain't said it no with Aaron. You are mansplaining right now. I'm you not are taking mansplaining. up for Nansford. I didn't say. I didn't. You taking I... up for Nansford. <laughs> okay. You are taking up for Nansford. Boo. <laughs> Oh, no. But go ahead. No. For the sake of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Okay, so... Yeah, I should have saved my see... energy for this episode. <laughs> go ahead. Ah! Okay, so we see them again. Um, so, yes, they're having a heart-to-heart convo. He says... Um, you know, I he he tells her about the bipolar and how he's feeling. So, but they seem to still end on good terms because you know they're laughing at the end of it. He was like, you know, just because I had you know an emotional moment, whatever, don't mean to stop working. And so we see them continue to pack up the house, and then we get back to Andrew's house and we see him and Molly having a conversation. Molly comes in; she didn't change the whole menu of what they were supposed to be having for dinner that night. And Andrew brings up going to the game to, with his brother without Molly. Uh, Molly says, you know, why would you ask me to do something I'm not comfortable with? And Andrew asked her, you know, rightfully so, are you just going to like not see him because he's my brother? So if you, I mean, basically Molly, if you're going to continue to deal with him at some point, you're going to have to interact with his brother. Like that just doesn't, you know, apparently they're a close family. So come on. And the brother has, you know, not only apologized, but still he's trying to, you know, extend an olive branch to you try to make things right. So the least you can do is, again, meet him halfway, which it seems like Molly has trouble doing, meeting anyone halfway. She thinks people are supposed to come all the way for her. And even when they do, it's still not good enough. Molly, it's you. It's not them. It's you. Anyway. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> just saying. So at this moment, we see Nansford and Issa come through the door. They coming in at the end of the, this little, you know, discussion between Andrew and Molly. And so we see Molly kind of make this phase. You know, Issa is so, she is hilarious. It's so cold and the D trying to find a way to like, you know, ease the tension in the room. And she's saying that they can hurry up and leave. And so Andrew kind of gives Molly this look and Molly is like, well, no, you know, I got all this food. Y'all can stay. So we see them all like now they're having dinner, they're chilling, they're drinking, they're having a good time. And they start bringing up like some old memories. And we see Molly again hesitate when Issa asks, you know, do y'all want to play the game, the hype game, which I played that the other day. Let me say that. I played that. It had me drunk. That's neither here nor there. Which game? Um, the hype game. Guess guess the hype. Oh. Guess the celeb hype. <laughs> yes. That, it was fun. So, uh, yes. And so when Issa asks if they want to play it, again, we see Molly hesitate. Like, she doesn't really know. And so Issa's like, oh, well, that's fine. You know, I can, we can go or whatever. And so Molly's like, no, that's fine. You know, they should experience it. And so they start playing a game, and we see Molly pick up her phone and shoot off a text to who she thought was Andrew, and it was really Issa. And she said, see, I'm trying with her. How was that even possible? Was, you and Issa, what? I, why? Because you're thinking about somebody else, like you're texting one person, but you're thinking about the person that you are talking about. I mean, I know, how and so you probably like. I mean, yeah, he's saying that she's not at the top of your text message list. That's what I was. That's why I started asking that. Like to me, she's somewhere. Oh, that's true. She ain't at that's the top. true. <laughs> but maybe, I mean, but maybe she is because maybe Molly ain't got that many friends. So maybe Issa's texting <laughs> still somewhere around there because ain't enough people text her to pull that message down. You know, sometimes you gotta think about that. Um, but she sends that to, uh, accidentally to Issa. Issa gets it, 
reads it and responds and says, I don't think this was supposed to be for me or I don't think this was for me and then gets up, gets her stuff and leaves, said, I'm just going to go. Yes, Issa, I would have left too. And so then we see Molly running after her and we see this exchange between them to which, uh, you know, Issa says, I'm trying, you know, but I can't be the only one trying. Uh, Molly says how by you know playing some games or whatever inviting me to brunch and it's like okay but but Molly what are you doing what are you doing because she reached out to you this is what you've been saying that you wanted right that Issa has to apologize that Issa needs to reach out to you and though she didn't come at you with an apology she still reached out to you and you still did not take the opportunity to express how you feel so now you're standing there Issa face talking about some maybe where you are in your life and where I am just doesn't match anymore what Issa say Aaron what Issa say what did Issa say? Oh my God, Aaron. Okay. She said, okay. That's all she said. <laughs> so, right, look, I'm rewatching it. You're getting all emotional. As, as you're describing it, you're describing it so well that I need the visual to go with it. So, I'm like feeling Aaron, this. I need you to focus <laughs> on this conversation. I need you to be focused. See, I'm going to say, I'm she go- was saying, I knew what she was saying. I knew it was audience i knew what the word was but as ashley asked it it was about to happen so i was just trying to like what did she say what did she say ah so Issa says okay (laughs) and molly looks at Issa as and molly says okay like wow as if to say wow that's all you got to say bitch what is there what else is there to say and see and this is why i said i was waiting for to come to this moment i was trying to get through the episode and then discuss the the different things in the episode but let's Really, with the friendship dynamic between Molly and Issa, Molly is the type of toxic friend that I just cannot deal with. And it's funny because I was talking to my friend about Molly the other day, and she mentioned that she feels like she's Molly sometimes. And I said, you know, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't think that you have as many toxic traits as Molly does. Molly has some toxic traits that are about her that I just can't get with. And one being that, and I'm not going to say that we don't do it. You know, I know, well, not all of us, but I know I've done it before, like said something to get a a certain reaction from someone and then they didn't, they didn't give it to me. And so I got upset. But at this point in my life, (laughs) at this point, you just have to be more, I mean, at at Molly's age, my age, because I think me and Molly around the same age, You got to be intentional with what you're saying. If you want a certain reaction from somebody or you want something from them, then be, be mindful about what you're saying to them. Be mindful of how it's coming out or just be honest. Like stop walking on eggshells and expecting somebody again, Molly, to meet you halfway. You're expecting people to kiss your ass pretty much to say what you want to hear them say just for what? Because then my thing is, what's your end game? Because after they apologize to you, like we seen you do it with your dad, we seen you do now we see you doing it with Issa, we see you doing it with Andrew. Like people give you what you want and it's still not good enough. What would what have been your end game with Issa? Like, did you want her to stand out there and cry and beg? And we saw Issa tearing up. Like we saw how hurt uh Issa was. Was that not enough for you, Molly? Like, for Issa, like, I don't understand. Like, to me, that's not a friend. And I wouldn't even want anybody in my life like that. Like, at that, because, and <sighs> I'm going off. And also, when it comes to your friends serving a purpose in your life, and I, and I said this to you earlier, even if that friend no longer serves the same purpose that they served before, 
one, does that mean that you have to cut them off? And two, with the relationship like Issa and Molly's where y'all have been friends for years, are you telling me that you, you can't fight a little bit harder to make that work? Like that whatever Issa did was that devastating that now it's just over for you, that Issa no longer serves you? And if that's the case, if Issa no longer serves you and so you don't want to be friends with her anymore, how can you be calling Issa a using ass bitch? It sounds like you've been using her for all these years and now that she's no longer, that she you can't use her anymore, that she's not fitting into the the image that you want her to be then you're out you're the user molly like i don't know i'm just i'm over i'm over molly i'm over molly let me just say that i'm over molly <laughs> and i'm over the friendship and so i want listen my heart racing my watch think that i'm, I'm working out that's how <laughs> that's how work that's how worked up i am right now the, the watch is giving me minutes for working out uh, but yeah, what do you, I mean? Well, what do you think? What do you think? When, I mean, when Issa asks that question after when she walks outside and Molly runs after her and she's like, "I didn't think being around me was going to be this hard for you." She says something along those lines, like, "Yes." I mean, that whole scene. Let me just say, was sad to me. I guess starting back at the beginning of it, when she says that, I'm like, that to me was a moment where I thought, when two people want to make it work, regardless, not regardless, when when two people want to make the relationship work. They're willing to do the tough things, have the hard conversations in order to get there. And it seems like neither one was willing to be... Uh, both people were waiting... I just saw this thing earlier. But it, both people were waiting for the other person to have the conversation. Issa was more willing to set up the space for the conversation, but she was she was waiting for Molly. And Molly just wanted Issa to do it all. So both people, I think... Put, mm-hmm. And when both people wait for the other person to make a move, Nothing ever, we stand still. Both people stand still, right? And so they they almost needed that moment to have, they almost needed to have whatever happened. They needed something to happen to to force them to have to directly have the conversation. But I think at the moment that they were now forced to have the direct conversation, one person was partly over it. The other person, like both people were slightly over it in a way that didn't allow them to fully have it in the way that they could have when Molly invited her over for cake. Let's not forget that Molly tried. Molly did extend an olive branch to try to have the conversation, right? Like, let's not forget the first part of this episode, this season, when Molly reached out. To, I mean, when they were in the grocery store and she tried to invite her over so they could talk about it, right? Yeah. Actually, huh? Let's not forget that Molly actually engaged. Molly reached. Molly extended the first olive branch to have the conversation. And I think from that point on, Mo- Molly. Molly didn't upset. extend the branch. She they, did. That, should that we talk about mutual decision? Should we, should we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Right, and Issa about- said yes. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it tonight over pie. So Molly made Molly made the first move to have a conversation about it. And I'm just saying from the moment that Molly was disappointed, I'm just making that point to say that from the moment Molly was disappointed, she was everything. It To me, it starts to make sense as to she was reacting from that place of disappointment. While Issa's still been just focused on the block party. And once that was over, now she could come back and deal with it. Right? Like their focus at different moments were not, they weren't on the same page. Anyway, but I mean, but again, also something that Molly should be understandable of. Molly's a hypocrite. So it's okay for you to put anybody on the back burner for your career and what you got going on when you're working on a big case, just like you did Andrew. But you can't be understanding of Issa. She's not, course, she doesn't put Issa, Issa on the back burner, though. The, the, what she, she did. She did put Issa on the back burner, right. though. Like when they, in the beginning, that's why they had fell off from self-care Sundays. Because both their work, their work schedules got crazy. Issa was get crazy with, you know, trying to do the block party. Molly was crazy in trying to do the, um, I mean, because she had a big, remember that big case that they was working on that Issa didn't come to the party yes, when they won? Yes. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, they had both like fallen off from their regular schedules because of work. 
I just feel like Molly can be more understanding. And I'm no, not, no, in, and I'm not, I'm not taking away again, you know. I'm not disagreeing. You know, I always have in my head you in this 90, 90%, 10%. And so that's probably the space that I speak from. It's like, let's not forget that Issa actually is an active contributor to where they are at this point in episode nine. And, and I say all that mm-hmm, to say, 10%. even though, and I say all that knowing that when she said, when Molly said, maybe who you are now and maybe who are, are not a good match, like, are not don't fit. I felt every bit of Issa's sadness, Issa D's sadness in that scene. Her eyes, the the watering, wanting to cry, but not one like not wanting to bitch up, wanting mm-hmm. want, accepting it for like wanting to accept it for what it is, being hurt, not knowing what to say, like all of those things. Like I think there was a range of emotions and not feelings. Not wanting to lash out in the moment. Not you're hurt. You're disappointed. Yeah. Like, and how would you how would you respond to that? I mean, I probably would have said okay, and, and, and probably I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have handled, I wouldn't have handled this at all. So in that way, but regardless of how I handled, it, if we got to that point, I probably would have said okay. I don't know what you say in that moment. What else was Issa supposed to say in that moment? Nothing. And then when I Molly like goes okay, it it's like okay, exactly. You know, because that Molly being uh, difficult again. I think we have all done this, but it's it's I whatever. I don't know. It's interesting that Molly has an expectation of how things should go versus... And didn't she talk about that in therapy before? I mean, she said that a lot, too. She says, like, I just figured, mm-hmm. I just thought that, I just thought that, I just thought that... How that, things should be. She should do this. She should be here. She should yeah. have this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if a part of this is Andrew has given her the confidence. Like, and Andrew is the relationship that she's always been fighting for, wanting for. So now she's starting to put more investment into that. You know, some people choose to grow, want to grow with somebody different now. Like, as we said that before. So... She has the man that she's wanted, and she's able to like put that energy and effort and vulnerability into that now, where she did, where she, where Issa's getting the the other end, the other side of it. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like some people get in relationships and they just get a whole new like set of confidence that their friends and other relationships that they've had prior to that relationship like suffer for them. You know what, Molly need a new perspective. Yeah, it'll change her outcome. Cause I'm over her ass. <laughs> I'm over her. I'm not over Molly. I'm. I don't know. I'm just so sad. I just that. It, I'm gonna shut up so we can end this episode. But that episode was a range of emotions for me. It felt like a roller coaster. It took me up, down, up, 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 and then boom at the end. Like yeah, because <sighs> I was definitely happy about Lawrence and Issa. Now that had me hype. Nah, fuck that. But when they were all like hanging out, all four of them, that felt so good to me. That felt so good to me. It felt like the kind... You know, some relationships, some friendships don't have them to really shut up. Some friendships do not have to address the issue directly in order for there to be resolution. Facts. And that, to me, was a scene where... Well, I mean, that that to me was a scene where that, that could have been, like, the thing that got them over the hump. And then, if it was a need to circle back and talk about it, like, they would have been... Almost like Issa and Lawrence. They would have been so far removed from it that they would be able to come back at it with laughter and honesty and a little feelings, but still be able to press forward. Like to me, uh, what did Lawrence say to Issa about um, sometimes you just need to take time away? Lawrence said so much. You take time to yourself, and then you'll be ready to work on it. Lawrence said so much <sighs> trying to steal Nathan from... Oh, my God. Let me just end that, too. Because you said you went... You, I, I see. I, I shut up. I let you go through the whole thing. The way... Nathan looks at Issa to me is always a reminder is a reminder for why I wanted them to to explore in a real way because I feel like he's genuinely interested 
he doesn't know the Issa before. And so he's invested in her in a way without the kind of judgment that both Lawrence and Molly bring to their table. Good, bad, and or different. I mean, th- there's blessings and curses to knowing somebody for so long, right? Like, and I think the curse in this, I think the curse to their relationships are what, what we're dealing with and seeing, at least from Issa and Lawrence, Issa and Molly. But Nathan doesn't know any of that. He only believes in her, loves her. Like, ah, anyway, I'm done. Loves her. I mean, that's, Nathan looks I, at we'll Nathan looks at Issa the way Issa looked at Nathan before he ghosted her ass. Okay, that's how he looks at her. And which also, I want to go back to the to when we were going back and forth about what Nathan was saying or how he acted there. You know, you you may mention of him reacting in the moment because of how they had been carrying their relationship uh, thus far. As far as we know, there had been nothing else like sexual between them or even any talks of them like being together. It seems like they was just on some friendship type thing, right? Like they was just like chilling. Nah, it seems like they were cool. It seems like they were cool. It seems like they were. Yeah, but it didn't seem like anything else. I mean, that's just what I took. He's always always interacted with her. Think about how he approached her at the block party, how he looked at her, how he sort of flirted with her a little bit it, it's almost like that like it's not something serious moving somewhere it's like sort of the, the witty banter flirting sort of relationship thing but no definite but no real definition of what they were so is it can you not say and maybe we'll have to talk about this in a mini so but can you not say given that she did not give him any indication that what they that they were working towards anything romantic or that they were going to be anything other than friends should he have still felt some type of way was he justified in feeling some type of way because, and I'm interested in hearing you say that because I know the conversations that we've had when it comes to actually dealing with someone in that way and y'all going out on dates and doing all that shit as if you're in a relationship but then when they choose somebody else they never, you, I mean, you've been on the side of, well, they never said that y'all were going to be together or they were clear from the jump. You know what I mean? So it doesn't seem like Issa was, and, and it, I mean, come on, Aaron, you can't have both sides. No, 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 no. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think there are some spaces in which the, the, in what you're referencing in this episode overlap, but I don't think they're the same. When I, specifically to this episode specifically, when he, when I, okay, I'm going to, 10 seconds. When he, Issa and, Nathan, to me at this moment, represented, appeared to have had a relationship that, that I don't want to say friends with benefits because there were no benefits at this point. It was almost like, like they were about to explore or see what could be. Not in like a real way, but in a light way. Like, let's ease back into. It seems like they were easing back into potentially exploring. Okay. But still nothing and- that would indicate that. So nothing that gave him justification to go off on or not go off but nothing that gave him justification to truly be in his feelings towards Issa or put down Lawrence the way no, he did I, I mean I think she no I also don't know whatever I, this is a whole mini so because I don't think she should have okay. I think the way in which she brought it up to him was wrong if I if, if, if I wanted to if I wanted oh, to, I if I just wanted to watch. say if I just wanted to say right or wrong like as I'm, if I'm trying to just think black and white then she should not have brought it up to him in that way that what, start, that, that kickstarted it, it. Uh, I just want to let you know, me and my ex, and da 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 da. Like, you made it awkward. You made but it she, awkward. But you, kn- you know, and let's not forget, she knew what it was or what it potentially was when she, when she asked Lawrence about going over there. You don't ask. You don't ask a nigga that you sleep with. But she also you... called him right. But she called him a guy that she used to date. No, she though no, she made it a point to say something to Lawrence because of their history. Like let's not forget that. Because had she had you know had she not had cheated, then she wouldn't have had a reason to. Be, I mean, to explain to Lawrence, like, 
I'm going to help my friend out. At this point, she was considering Nathan a friend because she even said to Lawrence, we used to date. You don't consider somebody as no friend. It's nothing like that. The way she told him about Lawrence, that she did not just consider him a friend. She was, she was, she Because she could see that he was obviously flirting with her and she wanted to let him know it's not like that. Because I think she was considering them friends. I think she had been considering them friends. And whereas Nathan wanted something more and they hadn't had that real conversation yet. You know, you consider him a friend now that you're now that you're now that you and Lawrence are in it. You you, you placed you, you friend zoned Nathan once you decided that Lawrence was where you were at. I think Aaron, you left it open for interpretation. There was nothing in these past couple of episodes, there was nothing for us to ind- that indicated that Lawrence I mean that Issa and Nathan were doing anything but being friends and other than just hanging out. Because even Andrew said that he said, "I think they're just hanging out." Like, but that's them. Yeah. When, Mo- when but there's a the difference between in, um... friends hanging out. You can you can flirt. You can oh, flirt Aaron, and hang Aaron, out. Aaron, Aaron, we're gonna we're gonna say this for okay. a mini so because I feel like what you're doing is backstepping on points that you've made before about well, if they didn't say it was this, then why would you assume that? And blah 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 blah. blah, blah. So it can't be both ways. <laughs> but I'm just saying. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to us fuss back and forth today. <laughs> gosh we really appreciate it as always that's gonna wrap up our perspectives on insecure uh aaron are you looking forward to anything i'm looking forward to episode 10 uh yup yep. i'm looking forward to the next time we get around to talking about something that sparks what i've been thinking holding back on in this episode oh gosh Oh, I know. What it is. I know why I'm single. I just know why I'm single, y'all. I just. I, it reminds me of why I'm not. Let me not say why I'm single. Why relationships are not for me right now. It does. It just reminds me of how much I can't wait until you get into your next relationship because I'm gonna play all these episodes back. Okay? I'm looking forward to episode oh. ten. <laughs> okay. And I am looking forward to NBA's back, but I guess I'll say that in a few more weeks too. NBA is coming mm-hmm. back if. If the Rona, you know, whatever. We're going to see how July goes. I'm just going to insecure. I know insecure will be on Sunday. That's what I'm looking forward to. What are you yes. looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to birthday cake because it's my birthday. Hey. Hey. Um, and I'm actually looking forward to the weekend because Robin and I are going to try to get out the house and maybe just do some fun things we can around here that do not involve a whole lot of people because I'm still not comfortable with that. And I am looking forward to our anniversary coming up because Robin and I will have officially been married for 10 years on the 15th. So, yeah, 10 years, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. That's what we're looking forward to. Now, just Any think, if you had paid your student loans every month for 10, you would be, they would, the rest of it would be forgiven by now. Uh, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to die with these motherfuckers. Unless I, let me stop. <laughs> I'm taking that shit to the grave. No. <laughs> of all the buildings we want to burn down, what happened to Navient, Sally Mae, Department of Education? Every, listen, every time that they uh, hack something, I just don't understand. You want to hack Target, but not Department of Ed, Treasury? <laughs> Let me stop. Listen. All right. But do you have any... Um, do you have any reflections? Nah, yo, I know I'm going to have reflections after this, though, so... And a good God. Because it's, Let me see. Do uh, I have reflections? Yeah, Shout out to those who gave us who gave us feedback on our last full mini so 
I think. Yes. Like, I'm, yes. I find that interesting, Yo. too, that we got positive feedback when I think about the difference. Anyway, not that not that our other episodes ain't the shit, but mm-hmm. that one was... Anyway, thank you. Shout out to those people. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for all the support, period. Like, we oh. appreciate you guys still, like, hanging in there. And what? No, I'm just, I'm just picking. No, that was a nice segue, Aaron like said. into like it. That's why I laugh. Like, oh yeah, that is the part. Huh? Well, I could have shut up. <laughs> yeah, we have had some laughs on this, Jake. Um, wow. And y'all, it took us all day to record it. It took us all day <laughs> to get our shit together. But like I said, it's my birthday, so it's just been a crazy day. But I came through. Happy we did it. birthday we did it. to oh, you. Okay. Happy. Everybody. Okay. But just know when y'all hear this, my birthday will be over. So, but. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much again for all the support, for reaching out to us and letting us know what you think about us, for the comments, the feedback, everything. We so appreciate it. It keeps us motivated. keeps us wanting to keep going. So thank you. And remember, let us know. I mean, continue to reach out to us. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. Thank you guys so much for so the, much. the the constructive criticism, positive feedback, the the advice, the the all the things. Um, but especially thank you guys for telling five people and telling them to tell five people. And hopefully they're telling five people to tell five people as well. So thank you. Thank you guys. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. Hey. Bye. Da da da. <laughs>